Greetings to all of you. We are blessed to still be serving the Lord full time. When we picked up a dying work here in Fréjus in southeastern France, my that a work that my parents-in-law had started in the 70s, we tasted again the reality of church planting. Lots of love, thoughtful ways, solid teaching, and patient follow-up is bringing fruit. My work is never over. I am still a spiritual mom, an aunt, a sister, a grandma, and a daughter to even more precious people here in Fréjus. Thank you for your prayers. Hebrews 6.10 comes to mind. It says, and I'm thinking of you, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward, uh, toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Thank you so much for your prayers. We appreciate you so much. Well, it's such a joy to hear me, me here with you. And it's been so long since we, we were with you in your church. And, and so we thank the Lord for the privilege we have of uh, being uh, serving in the ministry and being here in France and, and, uh, and knowing that you are behind us and been praying for us. And, and if we can carry on, it's because of you. And, and we're very much encouraged in this uh, second church plant that we're having in France. And uh, reading the, the Bible, and of course we're always teaching and we're always uh, ministering to people. Uh, recently we went through the book of Acts with the church. And uh, I came to the end of the book of Acts and, and I realized that uh, uh, there were some, some facts that kind of puzzled me that I ran across in, in reading the, the, this, uh, these last chapters. And, uh, and especially when we come to the fourth missionary journey of Paul. Uh, first, uh, first question is, uh, why was it called a missionary journey? Because it doesn't look like any of the previous three messages or journeys. Uh, also, it, it seems like it describes uh, what we might call an unproductive time in, or period in, in Paul's service. Because uh, it takes up so much space talking about what's happening and going on. And, uh, and it takes up well, f fourth of the chapters of the book to describe this, this last uh, trip and uh, and most of the time he's, he's running into problems and he's, uh, things are not quite going the way you would think and he, he probably wanted and, and uh, it's just, but you know what, uh, that's, uh, that's what God wanted. Uh, a third question was why did he spend so much time describing the storm Paul went through and he and his friends, uh, Luke who was with him and Aristarchus and, and uh, they endured all that. And uh, to arrive in Rome, and then uh, when they arrive in Rome, that's it. The book stops, and uh, it's not uh, a period, but it's, uh, it's just things go on, and we don't know what goes, what happens after that. So uh, 
these last chapters are not about churches being established. Uh, and it seems like it's more a ministry and, and, the, and the focus is right on the, the person of Paul and uh, uh, maybe some of his struggles. And, and yet, that's where our encouragement is in, in that part of the book. Uh, the first part of the book was so much about miracles and things were moving on and the gospel was going to the next city and then another city and, then, and people were being reached and people were being saved and thousands and baptized and everything else. And here in these last, uh, last part of the book of Acts, well, there's uh, none of that. And so, uh, but I have been blessed by the, this uh, section in, in the book of Acts. And I'd like to share with you about three things that I saw in this chapter that really encouraged me and that uh, have been true in our, our own lives and, uh, and I'm sure it's been true in many of your lives. The first uh, is uh, God's evaluation of Paul's testimony in Jerusalem. Uh, Acts chapter 23, uh, Paul has been, ever since he left uh, Ephesus and said he's going to Jerusalem, and, uh, and there was a, a long journey, and they finally arrived, and uh, I'm not going to go through the details, but uh, he's there, and, and you, can, you can just imagine that anyone like Paul had some great expectations of what he would accomplish in Jerusalem. After all, many of the problems he ran into in the different cities was uh, Judaism, and people that were still attached to Judaism, and uh, also people that came from Jerusalem and, and said, no, no, the law is still, uh, we need to still respect the law. And, uh, and he, maybe, maybe Paul just wanted to go to Jerusalem and, and clear it up, set it straight, and so that, uh, that, wouldn't, that problem wouldn't be coming and spreading into the churches. And uh, Paul arrives in Jerusalem and uh, right away the Christians that are there, they see him, they said, Paul, you've got a reputation of being against Moses and the law, and, and, uh, and uh, people are, that's what they expect you, so you need to do something uh, that's according to the law, and you need to, to go to the temple and, and uh, go through some ceremonies just to show that you still practice the law, that you are a good Jew. And uh, so Paul kind of follows their advice. And he goes, and he's barely there in the, in the temple. Somebody recognizes him, and thinks, uh, from all human standpoint, maybe from the standpoint of Paul's expectations, things just don't happen the way he is. And all of a sudden, before the end of the day, he's locked up in the Roman fortress there in Jerusalem. And, uh, and you can imagine that Paul, who had big plans of, of, of preaching, and uh, maybe... Uh, being what uh, uh, um, Stephen was before he was stoned, and uh, and he did go to the, and he did, uh, and he, he goes there, and what happens? He's about uh, killed, and if it weren't for the Romans who saved him, and uh, he's up there, he's in the fortress in his little cell, and. Uh, and he's awake during the night. And, uh, and he might be thinking, and he might uh, be discouraged for the way things went. And, uh, 
And uh, if you've been in the ministry very long, you, you've experienced that. And uh, nobody knows about it, but you're, you're, you're there saying, Lord, what happened? What went wrong? And, uh, but you know what? Where the encouragement comes in is, it's so wonderful is that God knew what he was going through. No one else did. No one else could reach him, but God spoke to him that night. And, uh, and says, uh, and the Lord was not critical. The Lord was not said, I, I'm disappointed with, uh, with you. Uh, you didn't, uh, and he doesn't try to give him the, some of the comfort that we get uh, from people. Uh, kind of thing, win some, lose some, you know, they just don't feel too bad about it. Or it's okay, even uh, the best people have missed a few. Or you might uh, say, don't worry, we'll fix it anyway. Or, or some of that, that, those words that, that are supposed to be comforting, but that aren't. But you know what the Lord says? He told him quite to the contrary. He probably saying, I, I wanted to be a witness to God and to the gospel and speak to the people and tell them about what God has done. And, uh, and you know what the Lord says to him? He says, Paul, you have borne witness to me in Jerusalem. And as, just as you uh, bore witness uh, to me in Jerusalem, you will bear witness for me in Rome. He says, you did. You, you were a witness. Maybe, uh, like, Lord, it maybe didn't happen the way he thought. But he was a witness. And that, uh, that's so encouraging. Again, how many times have you uh, tried to witness to someone and you try to talk and then, and then you go home and you think about it and you say, oh, I shouldn't have said that and why didn't I say this and why didn't I say that? And, you're, and, you, feel, and you feel like you, you, you just uh, blew it and, uh, and you feel terrible. You say, oh, Lord, forgive me. Uh, next time I'll try to do better. And he comes, and, in a sense, he says, you claimed me. You told them you were one of my children, and uh, you, you, you express clearly that you believe in what I did, and uh, you bore witness. Just pick up, keep going. And, uh, and so, and he says, and just as you were in, uh, you, you spoke in Athens, a, a major city of influence in that time of the world, that, that world, uh, and now you've borne witness to me in Jerusalem, which is a major capital of the world at that time. He says, in the same way, you will go to Rome, which is a major center of influence in, in your world. And so it, the Lord is encouraging him. And, uh, and, and, and that, that's so wonderful. And that's the way the God, Lord speaks to us. And you know, uh, fortunately, he doesn't see things and he doesn't evaluate us the way we do. But he, he does it according to his plan, and it's so wonderful. And actually, the little we do goes far because we're doing it in his name and we're being led by him. That God's evaluation of Paul's uh, testimony in Jerusalem. And for God, it was positive, even though maybe Paul had been disappointed with himself. Uh, a little, uh, second point I want to bring is uh, God's encouragement along the way. Because Paul's uh, ministry down through the years has not been easy. Uh, he's been serving the Lord for about 20 years here. And, uh, 
He's, uh, he's in his 60s and he probably, probably uh, looks like he's older than 60 when you think of all he's been through. He probably looks much older, worn, and, uh, and, but God has always been there. Uh, the Apostle Paul, like most Christian workers, uh, he, he went through some, some times of discouragement, some times of doubt maybe about what he was doing, whether he was doing the right thing, whether he was in the right place. And I, I think of, the, of Acts chapter 18 when, when uh, the Apostle Paul is in, 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 in Corinth. He's arrived there and he's beginning to ministry, uh, minister and to, to be a witness. And, and he's in the synagogue and, and of course he's soon out of there and he's running into all kinds of difficulties. And it seems as though that even his life is being threatened. And so we see that uh, one night uh, he's uh, there. Uh, maybe in considering leaving. This has not worked. Uh, Corinth is too hard. They refuse. Uh, I'm leaving. And uh, he was there with his thoughts. In, in Acts chapter 18, verse 9 through 10, uh, he, we see that the Lord speaks to him through a vision. And he says, Be not afraid, but speak, and hold not thy peace. For I am with thee, and no man shall sit on thee to hurt thee, for I have much people in this city. And, uh, and Paul picks up, and he's there for 18 months, and a church is established. And, uh, and, and of course, we've all read the letters that Paul has written to, to that church in Corinth, and, uh, and fortunately those, that, uh, those letters are there because they answer many of our questions because they have many of the problems we have. And so it was very useful. Paul didn't see it, but God saw, and God had a plan. And you know, you know with uh, Rowena and myself, with these uh, the years of, of service we've had, uh, we've seen so many things, and, but we see God's hand, and, uh, and we're still excited about serving the Lord. Uh, we just saw how the Lord spoke to him uh, when he was in Jerusalem, and he just uh, he's there sitting in a in a Roman cell, not for protection more than as a as a prisoner. And uh, he was. Uh, we saw how he's laying awake, and uh, and uh, you know, picking up what I just talked about. And he's he's there, and uh, and he's, he maybe was wondering, did I do it right? Maybe I shouldn't have listened to the brethren. Uh, I compromised, and that's why things went. I should have done it the way I've always been doing it. Just charge into there and and, and give the word and let things happen. Uh, he he might have been, and uh, the Lord spoke to him, says, "Paul, it's okay, it's okay, carry on. Just just I'm with you, and you will be going to Rome." And that was important for, for Paul. He needed to see that, hear that. Uh, and then uh, go on further when you get to Acts chapter 27 and you have the storm and the whole description. And so many, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing that there would be such a description because Luke who is writing is not a seaman. He's a, he's a doctor. That's not his vocabulary. That's not his interest. And yet the Holy Spirit, because we believe the word of God is inspired, and, uh, and otherwise I wouldn't be here. 
and it, in, in the ministries carrying on, and uh, and there for three weeks, nobody sees the sun, nobody sees the stars. Uh, they're drifting. They're going wherever the waves and the and the winds take them. They don't know where they are. Uh, and uh, and there's 276 people on that boat, and they're sitting tight, waiting for the end to happen, and maybe hoping that it would happen quickly. Uh, no one felt like eating, and uh, they're there, uh, and uh, and then the Lord speaks to uh, Paul, sends an angel to him, and uh, and maybe even he was wondering whether he would ever make it. If these mariners don't think they're going to make it, may he, for sure he was working on his mind, hearing them moan day in and day out, and uh, maybe he was wondering whether he'd ever make it. And you know what? The Lord didn't come along and say, Paul, where's your faith? But he came and he says, uh, Paul, you will be appearing before the emperor in Rome. And uh, so, and, and that's what we, we find in Acts 27, verse 24. He, he, he reminds him, and, and Paul can go the next morning, he gets up and he tells everybody on the boat, he says, men, an angel came to me and told me, we're gonna make it, we're, we will all live. The boat will be lost, but we, we will live. And, uh, and, and you come to that point where Paul, who's not the captain of the boat, but it seems like he's becoming the captain of the boat. He's the one that's making, calling all the decisions and telling them what to do, telling them even what to eat. Uh, it's, it's just so interesting. And, and, and you know what? Uh, what I see, and then you see in, in chapter 28, that uh, Paul does survive the shipwreck, and, uh, and they are washed up on, on the shore uh, on the Isle of Malta. And uh, he's there for three months. And then they get on another ship and they go and he, he's there in the, on the very southern tip of uh, the Italian peninsula. And uh, they're, they're heading up toward Rome. But you know what, there's a few, few questions. You know, if Paul had any money, had anything with him, that's all lost. And here he's heading to Rome. And he, you know, if I were in his place, I'd be asking myself questions. I have no money, I don't know anybody, no one's expecting me, uh, uh, how am I going to make it? What am I going to do? And, and I, I, I would be very concerned. Uh, I have been concerned for less than that, uh, wondering what's ahead. And, uh, and knowing that I'm a prisoner, and when you're a prisoner, well, they don't serve meals in Roman prisons. You have to have money, you, you have it bought and brought in. He says, what am I going to do? And, uh, and you know what? Paul is, is, is working his way up. And uh, he's walking, but he's probably thinking. And the Lord knows what he's thinking. And I'm so grateful that the Lord knows what we're thinking. He even, he even hears our worries and our concerns. And, uh, and he, he meets those needs. And, uh, and all of a sudden, Paul's walking there. And he meets some people coming from Rome coming to meet him. He doesn't even know them. And he, he finds these brethren coming. They meet him. And, uh, and uh, you know what scripture says? That all of a sudden, he, he 
he picked up, he thanked God. He was, it was, they were like angels to him. And he, 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 uh, he, he he's encouraged and, uh, and he, he's ready to go now. God has provided. And uh, you know, we, we've seen so many things and, and through these uh, 40 some years of service and, and uh, but you know Lord, the Lord meets the needs. Uh, we might try to, to, to see ahead and see how things are going to be and wonder how we're going to do. And then we find that he, he already has a plan. He has it put together. And, uh, and then we're, we rejoice at the Lord's provision. And uh, how many times we've we stopped and we've thanked God for his provision and for his encouragement and for people that have come along and were an encouragement at that time. And those that wrote a note and said, we're praying for you. And, and, and those that have come by and had a word of encouragement. We should, this, that's, that's been our life all along. And, uh, and, and you know what? That's important. The Holy Spirit thought it was important. Uh, the first part of the book is all people, Jews getting saved, the churches established in Samaria, churches established in other parts of the world, Antioch's growing, uh, the gospel's going into uh, Asia Minor, then to Europe, and, and going all over the place. But there's also a very important part of the ministry is how the Lord provides and the Lord uh, gives according to our needs. And uh, to carry on, so we, we saw how, how, how God, uh, God's evaluation of Paul's testimony, maybe he, he didn't feel like he was doing it, but God said, it's okay, keep going, uh, that's great. And, uh, and then you see God's following him all along, uh, and, and whenever he needed encouragement, uh, he was there. And then, uh, Thirdly, and this is one of my last uh, thought, but another encouragement is the way God directed in the storm. And that uh, chapter uh, 27 where it describes the storm. And, I, and uh, uh, it was a very unusual storm. It was unnatural. Uh, the seasoned mariners uh, gave up. They'd never seen anything the likes. And... Uh, they never lived through anything like this. Uh, you know, possibly it could be a, uh, a storm that uh, was a d demonic origin, meaning to, the desire was to send Paul so that he would not make it to Rome and would not have any more influence. But you know what? Scripture doesn't say it. If it was demonic, the Scripture doesn't say it. And doesn't even bring it up, doesn't even let Paul think about it. And you know what? That's what we need to think. How many times we've talked about, uh, we see something, we read from him, we said, oh, that's the devil and the, the powers. He says, don't you even worry about what he's doing. You just carry on. Uh, we all know, we all know that if the devil had a chance to, to sink us, uh, he'd do it. He didn't take long with Job. He went as far as he could go. Uh, and uh, God's faithful workers, if the devil had freedom, God's faithful workers would all be gone. The only ones he'd leave behind were the carnal Christians, the ones that are poor testimony. They'd, they'd be the ones that are still there. You know, if, uh, I never read anything about devil bothering Job's wife, do we? And so God, God, but you know God says, don't worry about it. Don't worry about the problems that are happening in the world. I read the Gospels. 
and uh, there is no mention Christ is doing his mission, uh, fulfilling his mission, and there's no mention about what the Romans are doing, no mention about what other things are happening in the world, what earthquakes might be happening at that time. There's no mention. We just keep our eyes on our mission, and, and that's what we need to do ourselves. And, uh, and, and, it, and we it just carry on, and uh, just fiery darts will be thrown, and uh, you just uh, keep your eyes open, and you have the, the armor of the Christian for protection. It's sufficient. Just keep it up, keep it in shape, and, and know how to use it, and uh, we can carry on. And, uh, and you know, Paul is on this, uh, this storm, and uh, and uh, seems like no one's controlling anything. Everything's out of control. Maybe you feel that way sometimes uh, when you read politics and when you read the evening news and all that, and you feel like nothing's under control. That's how where Paul was on that boat. And uh, and we know he's, he's supposed to be going to Rome. Well, if you look at the back of your Bible, you look, open the cover, look at the map of Paul's fourth journey, and you, you look at, uh, uh, at that there, and you see where Malta is, and you know what you notice? Is that Malta's on the way to Italy, is on the way to Rome. Actually, the storm was blown every which way. The men did not know where they might end up. And if they, if they ever got washed up on some shore, they didn't know which one. And then when it's all over with, we look and say, well, we're in Malta. We're on the way. This is where we, we're heading. And, and you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes we feel like uh, things are all completely out of control. But when we look back, we see the Lord has been there and been watching, and He can see, and, uh, and he, he takes us to the Malta of our life, and He says, we're on schedule, we're, we're going the right direction, let's keep right on going, and, 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 that's, and that's so wonderful. That's so wonderful to remind it, be reminded of that in the ministry. Uh, things don't always go. You can plan, and things don't go like you plan. And people don't respond. They promise and then they're not there. It just happened yesterday. Uh, but, uh, but the same person uh, that promised to be there at the service yesterday, uh, just, uh, he just written to me and he says he'll be there next Sunday. So anyway, we keep right on going, keep trusting the Lord, and, and we can trust Him. And uh, I want to thank you for your prayers and to be part of this team and to be part of this work, and, and we're, we're excited about what God is doing here. We're just praying that the Lord give us health and strength so that this church can be established, but we, we see the signs, and, and you see the, the seed that's budding, and, uh, and we'll be looking for the fruit. And uh, we don't control, we can sow, we can water, that the uh, Lord will give the increase. Thank you so much for your faithfulness and your prayers for us, and, and, uh, and, uh, and we're looking forward to someday seeing you on earth. I know we'll see you in heaven, but I want to see you on earth too again and be able to tell you more about what the Lord is doing. Thank you so much, and the Lord bless you.